Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. What up, TC Potters? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. This is episode 482 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, aka TCK Pod. I am back with you with my man, Dweez Nuts. You can find us on Twitter at Sky Guasco, S K Y G U A S C O, and at Dweez Nuts, all Z's, no S's. Dweez, nice to have you back, man. Two weeks in a row after like a six month hiatus. Uh, great yes. to have you back in the program, bro. Uh, we are breaking down once again the week eight. We're like already halfway through the season, which is insane. Week eight waiver wire ads, a couple of trade targets as well. Got a lot of great feedback from last week's episode, having you back on. Of course, nice. you and I had like a 10-minute, 15-minute catch-up digression. But on top of that, you broke down a couple trade targets thoroughly. We talked about the Browns backfield. We talked about um, the Cowboys wide receiving core and now you know i'm going to bring up michael gallup spoiler alert later on today who i know you're a big gallup guy he's back in the mix now finally after the bye week we currently have you know uh thursday or excuse me monday night football happening right now so the podcasters will know those results afterward but a lot happening man great to have you back on the program how we doing how was your weekend uh, man, I'm uh, on top of the world. I'm glad to hear people enjoyed it. Sometimes, you know, you step away and you're like, do I still got it? Like, do people actually want to see me? Coming and out of retirement. I love it. I, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, watching this game, it's like it's on right there, right? Yeah. So um, I just can't get over the fact that DK Metcalf has one target for one, one. catch, 84 yards and a touchdown. The first yeah. Like, like the, I turned a game on a little late, and it was the first play I saw, and he didn't touch the ball since. I own a lot of DK stock. I traded for him in a lot of leagues mm-hmm. to get him. Um, and, G, come on. I mean, Gino, let's go. What are we I doing? Think, I think it's less Gino. I think it's just like the double coverage over the top. And I think sure. I think DK is going to have a lot more work. Because here's the deal. You don't need to have 30-yard passes to, to DK Metcalf. He's a great possession guy, too. Load yep. him up with five, six catches for 15, eight yards rolling. apiece. You know, get him over 100, get him another score. I think we'll be just fine. Alvin Kamara, absolutely on fire as well. This whole Jameis doesn't throw to his running backs thing. He's got about 10 receptions already. We're just starting the uh, second half. But that's all live right now. And, of course, the podcasters are like, bro, we already saw Monday Night Football. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Before we get going, man, I do notice the swag behind you, bro. I'm so glad you got oh. it up. We talked about the Jay Novacek jersey last week, and uh, it is looking fresh, dude. I, dude, I, have mine. I, I don't have mine framed only because it would take me forever to swap out the frames and it would be yeah. fucking expensive to have like my 40 jerseys framed. 
but I do swap them out, you know, every couple of weeks and stuff behind me, but that looks pretty clean, dude. Did you do that yourself or did you have it done? Yeah, I just bought one of these, like, it's a little case, you can open it up, there's a board inside, my wife and I spent, like, three hours trying to pin this thing in here to get it wrinkle-free, <laughs> and so even, good. but it's worth it, dude, I think it looks amazing, awesome. it's, it's the first of a collection, once I got it up, the wife told me, I'm okay to start buying more of these, because she likes yes. the way it looks, so you've done me good, brother, you've done <laughs> me right. Nice, bro. Nice. Slipped one past the misses. Nice work. That's it. That's, it. <laughs> That's great, dude. I'm, I'm really, I'm really stoked for that. So once again, 482, we're creeping on 500 dweez. Really stoked on that, man. Um, we are going to get into the week eight waiver ads. You have two particular that you want to highlight. And I've got about 20 others that we're going to get into after that. Again, though, you also have a couple of trade targets, you trade targets that you want to target and maybe a guy you want to move on from like we did last week. So let's jump right into it, dude. Let's get right into your top waiver ads and trade targets. The floor is yours. Uh, All right. We'll start with those waiver ads. Uh, I'm going to give you one running back. I'm going to give you one wide receiver this week that you need to look at. um, And maybe you need to look at them for next week. Maybe you need to look at them down the road. Uh, We'll start at running back. I'm going to stick with my Chicago Bears. What an awful, ugly, disgusting football game. Um, maybe Justin Fields is not the answer. I don't know, but it looks an awful lot like Khalil Herbert has some answers up his sleeve. Look, this guy's 59% owned right now. There was a big push on him last week, uh, because Damian Williams had that, that COVID and, you know, Williams didn't come off the COVID list till Saturday. So people were still holding on to this kid, but only 59% owned. He did get dropped a lot on Saturday, which I thought was interesting. Um, it, it, Became very clear once the game started what the game plan was. Now, the coaching staff and beat writers in Chicago, I think maybe Wednesday or Thursday, um, did announce that Khalil Herbert was climbing up the depth charts uh, because of his performance in that first game uh, out. And it was it was pretty clear that they weren't blowing smoke. 77 to 17% snap share difference. Herbert is uh, the winner on that over Damian Williams. And look, again, terrible game. But what a performance. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been giving up 3.4 yards per carry on the season to backs. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott went 11 carries for 33 yards, right? Khalil Herbert comes in here on an offense that's anemic, a quarterback that's clearly not successful throwing the ball and a beat-up offensive line, and he managed to go 18 for 100. That's 5.5 per clip. And I want to tell you this, okay? Bruce Arians has now coached. 43 games for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they have given up a 100-yard rushing game in only one other regulation-length game. That was Dalvin Cook last year. It took him 22 carries to do it. Uh, Chris Carson did it in 2019. It was an overtime game, though. The, The bottom line is running backs do not rush successfully against a Bruce Arians coach Tampa Bay Buccaneers, period. It just does not happen until this past week. Khalil Herbert lit them up. Um, I think you need to go pick up Khalil Herbert, put him in your redraft lineups because he's going to be the guy next week. Um, But I also think you need to go get him in dynasty leagues. Here's my two predictions about Khalil Herbert. Number one, um, I believe Khalil Herbert will have double digit touches in more games for the rest of this season than he doesn't have double digit targets. Okay. It's going to be him. Um, and it's going to be David Montgomery when Montgomery comes back. I know Tariq Cohen will be back from his pup list trip for a while. 
um, here soon. Damian Williams, obviously, on there. But as these two guys are going to share the load, I very firmly believe that. I think he's going to average a 40% snap share moving forward. Prediction number two, this is for the dynasty folks out there. David Montgomery's contract is up in 2022, and I think they're going to move on from him at this point and let Khalil Herbert be the guy. Who knows what the team's going to look like at this point or at that point. But the Chicago Bears have a very long history of, of letting people go. They try to get rid of players before they have their fall off. They don't hold on to guys late into their careers. They do not hold on to running backs later than they think they should. They try to go out on top for whatever reason, even if that just means releasing them from their contract. I think Montgomery is not going to be a bear in 2023 and it's going to be Khalil Herbert's going to get at his first opportunity to start after a year and a half of split in time with Montgomery. So go pick him up, stash him in dynasty, pay up for him in dynasty as a stash. That's going to pay off in a couple of years. What are we doing with Tariq Cohen? You can completely ignore Tariq Cohen because Khalil Herbert can catch the ball and he can do a lot with the ball in the passing game. That's all that Tariq Cohen was going to do when he stepped in, but Damian Williams could do it as well. Um, There's really not a place for him when he comes back. Even last year before Khalil Herbert and Damian Williams were there, uh, Cordero Patterson was catching a lot of passes. They were trying to find other guys to do some of these things that Tariq Cohen could do. I don't think he's long for the Chicago Bears at this point either. Unfortunately, it was the injury that gave other people opportunities to prove they could do what he does. Uh, you never like to see that for a guy in the NFL, but I think it's you know cut time if you still have him, which hopefully you don't on your roster. Do, do you think – okay, so Tariq Cohen – maybe uh, irrelevant now for the bears um, back-to-back injury seasons, unfortunately, but just two years ago, man, he was kind of a James white, right? Like yeah. really impressed um, when Jordan yeah. uh, Howard went down and whatever. Um, do you think that Tariq Cohen is worth a stash and dynasty for like another squad being that hybrid running back? Or do you just think maybe his time is gone? Yeah. I mean, like if you have a deep roster and you, and you're, you're, you've got room to stash plenty of guys. You, you know, we got like a 28 man bench in a couple of my dynasties. Absolutely. Um, I, just know what you're getting, right? It's going to be a couple of years before he gets the opportunity to move on. Um, and, and he's, there's a lot of guys like this in the league, even go back to like a Darren Sproles, right? Like there's guys that do this in the league and have been very successful and teams look for gadget players like that. The difference with Tariq Cohen is one, you know, two pretty serious injuries in a row that always kind of slows people down. But two, he's a lot smaller than even Darren Sproles. Like he's yeah. a very tiny like man, five, six or so. Yeah. Right? And, 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 you know, that might, that might put some GMs off. Um, will he get an opportunity somewhere else? Yes. Do I think he'll be able to cash in on that opportunity at it? I'd put it at 40% right now if he's going to, but that's enough that you probably do want to stash him because he could have potential down the road. Great. So Khalil Herbert, Khalil Herbert, the first one you're looking after. And again, on this show, I've been repping Khalil Herbert since preseason, but the last three weeks I was like, yo, once, once David Montgomery went down, the Damian Williams was the hype, but I kept saying like, look, he's going to get the first knock because he's a vet, but over all these good seasons should have been the Super Bowl MVP against my Niners. In my opinion, mm-hmm. he's never rushed for over 500 yards in an entire season. Doesn't hold up to injury. Then he gets hurt too. I kept ripping like, yo, this kid, Khalil Herbert looked great in preseason. He's looked good in limited work here. Give him a shot. He's the one that's for free and not all your fab. 
I picked him up on like four of my eight leagues or something like that. Benched him, of course, in about yeah. three of those leagues this week, even sure. with all the running backs off, and he yeah. went off. But it was, that, was the right, that was the right decision to bench him. If you start him, that was the mistake. Um, sometimes you make a mistake and fall fall backwards into a dumpster full of gold, though. So um, you can't you can't make those kind of start. Decisions. Yeah, and 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 the big the big part is tough because again, you get the Damian William news that like, oh, he's back. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, take Khalil Herbert out quickly. He's the one. But look, as you mentioned, going up against the best rush defense, although Miles Sanders, who I still don't think is that amazing, gash for a couple of, of runs. Khalil Herbert, a rookie, comes in too. Like, maybe the – I mean, the Bucks are very good, obviously. Maybe the Bucks aren't a, like, bench-at-all-cost matchup anymore. We'll see what ha- – the Steelers were that team last year, and there was a couple of teams that were able to squeeze out every once in a while. So, we'll see what happens moving forward. All right, Khalil Herbert is your first – waiver wire ad do you have another player that's a must get this week yeah we'll go wide receivers and this one is much more of a um you need to pick this guy up and put him into your lineup immediately uh it's alan lazard for me really only four percent owned in leagues he's he's just not owned at all and you know over the last two weeks he has led the team the wide receiver room on this team in snaps he's got more snaps than Devonte adams he's got one less target than Devonte adams over the last two weeks yes MVS has been out, and that's sort of been a big part of what led him to step in um, and get that opportunity. But he's he's done some things with it. He's been pretty successful. He he has the trust of his quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, which is really important. Um, and the big thing, the big reason you have to pick him up, if you haven't seen the news yet, Devontae Adams on the COVID list, um, he will – it, I guess they're saying right now he is in doubt for Thursday. But it's Techni- a Thursday technically, night. it's questionable, but yeah. I, I don't expect him either. It's a Thursday night game. You got to pass the two positive tests or something in time, and you can take all those tests. They have to be a certain amount of time apart. So it would be really, really cutting it tight. I don't think he's going to play. Um, I think Alan Lazard is going to be the number one. Now, it's the Arizona Cardinals, right? It's not like a really cush matchup. It's not something you're rushing to get the the wide receiver playing against that defense. However, um, I don't know that matchup really matters if you're Aaron Rodgers number one, right? Now, again, MVS is coming back, uh, but I expect he'll he'll be running deep on every play. Um, he'll drop a couple of passes, and I think Lazard's going to be the big volume guy this week. And the volume guy on a Green Bay passing offense is the guy you need to own. Um, I think you can you you can win your week with him. And and not I mean on top of that, um, Kyler Murray got a little bit beat up against Houston, but I think he'll be just fine. Um, obviously, the Cardinals are going to put up points, yes. and especially if if they can't get back Kevin King and and Jair Alexander in that secondary. Washington football team, I mean, Terry McLaurin went nuts this week against the Packers, and the Packers beat up the football team. So um, it it could be trouble there for the Cardinals, or excuse me, for the Packers against the Cardinals, meaning Rodgers is just going to continue to to run and gun. Yeah, I agree. Um, Is there anybody else on, I mean, you mentioned MVS. There's always like this random Kumaro or like a Equinemia St. Brown over the years or something like that, like a Randall Cobb. I know it's an old school name, but. Rogers trusts him. Obviously, is Randall Cobb worth, you know, uh, a, a second flex or wide receiver three or something with Tay Adams out? Uh, you, you know what? Yes, um, he might be your second flex guy at this point. He's just not getting the target volume, right? Like he's still running those really short routes, those those crossing routes underneath. That's what he's always done. Um, he's just not getting volume. We're talking three targets, four targets in the last two games without MBS, where he was on the field a lot of times in those three wide receiver sets. Um, I just, you know, 
if you have to get somebody else in, in your roster here, it's, it's probably got to be Tunyon, right? Because he's going to catch some of those same underneath things, but they love that seam route. He may score a touchdown. I think he did last this this week. Um, so if it's somebody else, it's probably him. I think the running backs will get a little more involved in the pass game as they have um, have been. At, well, I don't know about uh, A.J. Dillon after, after his <laughs> negative fantasy performance on my yeah. bench this past week, but – um, yeah, I wouldn't, I I'm still not touching Randall Cobb. I just don't see the volume there. He's just getting old, man. That's a yeah. hard position to play that he plays for an old man. Well, and yeah, we, we saw, and unfortunately it ended on his career ended on an injury, but Julian Edelman aged well in the slot. Yeah. Uh, obviously uh, Larry Fitzgerald made his hall of fame career in the slot primarily. Um, a lot of kind of guys move in when it's that time. Uh, but I mean, honestly, if Randall Cobb could just be Cole Beasley or Hunter Renfro this week, be great. You're stoked on that. I mean, what is that? Eight <laughs> targets, six catches, sixty yards, maybe an accidental touchdown because it's it's Aaron Rodgers in the red zone. I, I just think, you know, there's only two weeks, two teams on by this week. Dwee's, explain to me this, okay? Yes. You're a very wise man. <laughs> you have six of the best teams in the NFL sands the Jaguars yeah. on by last week. Okay. Sends fantasy football in a frenzy last week. We're starting, you know, fifth string wide receivers this week. We have the Ravens and the Raiders, just two teams. Why not move two from last week into this week? Keep it four every week. What the hell are we doing? Somebody in a boardroom, somebody somewhere um, slams their coffee mug down and says, Hey, wouldn't it be crazy if, and from there, like, you know, you know, nobody wants to tell the big boss no. So all the these chuckleheads playing that. fantasy football, watch this. Watch, we'll show them real yeah, football I mean, like, matters more. <laughs> the the yes, there was a lot to do in fantasy football this past week because of all these buys. But like, it was both really fun and really awful and really nerve wracking. Like, it was all the things you really love about being a sports fan. Forget about mm -hmm. a fantasy football fan. It's all the things you love about about sports and what they can do for like your just emotional charge, right? So, it's you know, it's fun. Totally. I, totally. I'm ready to get back to normal. I just want my <laughs> normal lineup back in there now after after one week of that. Yeah, I I totally agree. All right, Dweez, we've got your waiver wire ads, Khalil Herbert of the Chicago Bears and Alan Lazard of the Green Bay Packers. Again, assuming Tay Adams sits, if Tay does play somehow, obviously Lazard is not as attractive, but as of right now with the COVID uh, issue, we do not expect Tay Adams to play on Thursday night. We're going to take a quick pause, give a quick shout out to Jersey Jungle, and we'll be back in just a second to talk about Dweez's trade targets. We'll be right back. Are you a merchandise maniac or... Jersey junkie like myself, you need to check out the Jersey Jungle. They handle their business on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle. You can use a promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three or more jerseys. Now, if you've been watching the show for this season or a couple seasons, you know that my backdrop, if you're streaming live with us on video, you know my backdrop is always a couple of jerseys. Those jerseys are coming from the Jersey Jungle. They're high-quality stitch and twill jerseys. I collect NFL jerseys, but I'm also a baseball guy. So I have baseball jerseys as well. I collect Hall of Fame jerseys. I have a Jackie Robinson. I have a Ken Griffey Jr. I have a Willie Mays jersey. I got a Shohei Otani jersey as well because the guy has been absolutely on fire. Go get yourself a jersey 
basketball, baseball, hockey, football, college. They got rookies as well. Home away. They have customs. They have camouflage. Whatever you're feeling, retro jerseys from any sport, go hit up the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. DM the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three jerseys. These are already half price that you're going to find on the websites. They're high quality stitch and twill game authentic jerseys. Go check them out. The Jersey Jungle on Instagram. All righty, we're back here with my man, Dweez Nuts. You can find him on Twitter, all Zs, no Ss. All right, buddy, let's get into your trade targets. Now, do you have a player you're looking to trade for, player that you're looking to trade away, maybe two players you're looking to trade for? What do you got for us tonight? Yep, I got two trade targets that I like um, this week. One of them, my first one, Daryl Henderson, really, really down week for Henderson this past week. And it was against the Detroit Lions, right? So this, this the owner, the Henderson owner in your league was sort of banking on him going off for 20 plus in this week. I, I was six, six fantasy points, right? So that's a, that's the kind of tilt that you want to go after. Now, Henderson's had some good weeks in the weeks previous, um, right before that one. So it may not be as cheap as you'd like, but you got to take advantage of the tilt when they expect big, big, big things, weak winning things, and they get weak losing things, um, especially if that owner did lose this week. Um, I think that's somebody that you can go target and try, try to pick up. He is uh, he's real good. Maybe even sell that owner on the Cam Akers hype videos. His workout videos are coming out, right? He's running through the bags. He's getting some motion back. So maybe just try email him that video an hour before you ask to pick up um, his backup, right? Maybe that's the move. At wide receiver, though, let's go with a guy who's had a down year all year, um, just not producing the way that, again, he was expected to. People drafted him because um, this offense is amazing. It's Keenan Allen. I won't make you wait any longer. Chargers offense is amazing. People expected the Chargers offense to be amazing. Uh, Keenan Allen's ADP was higher than it's been a long time coming into the year because – Justin Herbert, you see the jersey behind you. Great quarterback, great offense. Unfortunately, Mike Williams has just been the poster child so far on the season. So only one touchdown for Keenan Allen, right? Only uh, no games over 100 yards in the last four. The first two games were nice. Coming out of a bye week, which always kind of lowers somebody a little bit further on their owner's radar. Um, so maybe somebody that you can go target, you can probably get a lot cheaper than he's worth. You know, is he going to blow up, go off and be a top six wide receiver rest of season? I don't think he will, but he's always going to be a pretty safe guy. Really nice floor. He has been his whole career. I mean, he's one of only 11 wide receivers in a league who are averaging double digit targets in games so far on the season. So, um, he's a guy that I think can really shore up your wide receiver two spot. And I think you could pay wide receiver two prices, maybe even low end wide receiver two prices to pick him up and trade this week. I'd go do it. Uh, and one guy that I'm trying to get rid of in the leagues that I still own him, uh, it's Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is the guy on his offense. He's the only one there catching passes, mm -hmm. Uh, from Jimmy Garoppolo just yesterday in the rain. He Watching this dude play football, again, like send some clips of the games to the guy you're trying to trade him to because he's so exciting, so exhilarating to watch play. But people are coming back. Ayuk is going to come on, right? Mm -hmm. We've got Jeff Wilson Jr. coming back who's going to be catching passes. I don't actually have any idea what the uh, what the tight end situation is is in on that team right now. What's going on with your boy? 
Well, it's not George Kittle. George Kittle's still on IR. It should be yeah. Ross Dwelly, and it is Ross Dwelly, but he's Dwelly sometimes. He, yeah, he's more of a pa- he's more of a pa- uh, excuse me a pass blocker, right? Yeah. Um, and it is it is Debo, and I've been repping getting rid of Debo for three weeks, and oh, I was like, yo, sell him high after this busted coverage. Sell him high after busted coverage. Now with the Niners looking horrendous last yeah. night, um, it might be a little bit more difficult. But I agree with you on that. Well, one thing I'm also really concerned about is when Trey Lance comes back, I just don't think that offense is going to look like it looks uh, with Garoppolo, and Garoppolo is really leaning on Debo Samuel. So um, for lots of reasons, I think you should trade him. Now, I traded Debo Samuel after week three or so, uh, and I got some pretty good returns on him on a couple of different leagues, but he has been continuing to play really well. So like, it kind of knifes you a little bit when you see him have a 30-point week after you trade him. But uh, I just know those weeks are are diminishing. They're they're numbered. He's always going to be a pretty good receiver on that team, but certainly not. What did they say in the game the other day? Forty percent of the receiving yards. Forty six. That is so stupid, and it's yeah. not sustainable. No. Um, get rid of him. I mean, like, make make that move. Go trade Debo Samuel for Keenan Allen. I'm okay with that, oh and you probably get Keenan Allen and something oh my right God. now for Debo that, Samuel. <laughs> that, that would be a dream, dude. I mean. And and I'm gonna boost your Keenan. I'm gonna raise your Keenan Allen to okay. Chargers, Mike Williams, yeah. Austin Eckler. I mean Herbert. You're not gonna be able to get because he's Herbert. But uh, Eckler. I mean, any time to buy low on him would be right now. Off yeah. the buy, he had two down performances before that. So this is three weeks that that the the Eckler manager has been like, eh, I need more, right? And like, look, tr- go try to get somebody that's been super hot. Re- <coughs> excuse me, recently uh, after that. And then, of course, Mike Williams, too, off a dud game, but we know what he's been able to do. So Keenan Allen, I love that. And Debo Samuel, I've been mentioning, uh, to move off of as well. Darrell Henderson, any concern, Dweez, that the Rams are just so incredibly amazing throwing the ball that Darrell Henderson might just have these we-don't-need-you games? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've owned Henderson for a while. And even when he's had some opportunities in the past, you know, there's some times that he's just kind of disappointed and you, you just have to know what you're getting when you're going in, right? Like if you're, if you are the guy that's leaning on him as your RB one, that's a problem. Um, but he's a really valuable RB two, you know, even in a game where you only get seven points, if, if you've, if you've designed your roster appropriately, um, you can absorb those. And, and I think you'll be just fine. There is not a player in the league where you're going to get an amazing performance every week. Like, of course. Okay. Nobody does that. I mean, nope. some people do it more often than others, but I think Henderson's going to be just fine. Um, rest of the season. And in many more games than not, I think he's going to, he's going to absolutely pull his weight on your team. I agree. I like that a lot. And of course, again, back to Eckler really quickly and, and Keenan Allen, those guys, if you can go get a, a, a player that's already been on a bye week and you can kind of absorb that player now who already had their bye week, get rid of a player that needs to have their bye week coming up. You actually gain a game, if you will, a, a performance. Um, so I, I like I like that move as well there. Okay, so those are your trade targets. Anybody else that's floating around? I, I know those are your three kind of main guys, but anybody else you just want to spitball to, to acquire or get rid of? Yeah, you know, I think we might talk about this in a little bit, but like, um, you know, the Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz thing, I still I still don't think that's really settled in for people. We saw Ertz immediately Both have an impact. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gert, yeah, Goddard looked good. I think mm-hmm. if you can get one of those two guys, and they're tight ends, and tight ends without the big names are still pretty cheap. Um, so some solid options there that I've kind of been been kicking around. I did try 
I did try before the week to make make some trade offers for Jamar Chase some places, but like you can just forget about that. Nope. I had Alvin Kamara <laughs> on my list too until the first half of this game where he just he caught eighteen passes. So yeah. Um, now Alvin Kamara eight for one hundred and one in the first half here on Monday Night Football. Um, yeah. Dweez quickly. Uh, you're talking about Debo Samuel, who at one time, just a couple weeks ago, led the NFL in receiving yards, which as a 49er fan, I called bullshit because 70 or 80% of that was like on busted coverages. Nonetheless, um, Jamar Chase specifically, I know this is not a popular opinion, but I'm going to throw it out there because okay. we always preach sell high, buy low. Jamar Chase is unbelievable. He's he's blowing away Justin Jefferson's rookie year last year, who blew away Randy Moss's rookie Okay, Jamar Chase is the real deal. I'm not saying get rid of Jamar Chase. All I'm saying is if you're 500 or below and you have Jamar Chase, but the rest of your team is buns and you got destroyed by this huge week and you lost a bunch, are you willing to go get like a Darrell Henderson and a Keenan Allen or something for Jamar Chase? Because his stock is as high as it might ever be right now. And he will probably continue to do this, but he's one player. If you can double that into a high profile high-end RB2, low-end RB1, and a, re- a valuable receiver or something like that, would you make that trade, or are you just going to enjoy the cake while it's tasty? Uh, you know, it's really hard to trade away players like that, but um, there's a mantra that you need to live by, and it's that every player is worth – there's a price that is appropriate for everybody. It doesn't matter who. Half of my home league, and I've been playing with these guys for 25 years, but half of my home league has they just will not trade their players. Um, huh. Like you know, Same. they've got a they've got their top three draft picks, and it doesn't matter what you throw at them. It doesn't matter how they've been performing. They're not going to give them up. They just fall in love. They get so emotional. As one of my old podcast co-hosts used to say, like the minute you get emotional about something, you've lost your season. Like I agree. Everybody is worth something. Like, figure out what what you think that player is worth. And Jamar Chase, he's worth you. I mean, forget Keenan Allen and and <laughs> Darrell Henderson. Go get Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. Right? Like, yeah. he's worth a lot right now. Mm-hmm. You figure out what he's worth, um, and you can absolutely make the deal. Like, if right now you're struggling with two of your flex spots and you're just scraping the bottom of the barrel week in and week out. Uh, you can you can fix that problem with one fell swoop, right? Like trade away this guy, go get yourself a, a low end wide receiver two to fill that spot, and then another two players that you can plug in relatively commonly almost every week and feel good about. Like that feels less stressful than it feels exciting to watch Jamar Chase nice. break a slant route for eighty yards. Yes, everybody's worth a price. There's a price. Yeah. That- Good, good. I'm glad you agree there. And we do have a trade question in the comments I'm going to get to in just a second here. So Ilias, hang in there with us. Um, The reason I bring that up is because, you know, all wide receivers are inconsistent, if that makes sense. Cooper Cup had a down game. Debo Samuel has had a down game. Jamar Chase has yet to have a down game, but they will come. He's a rookie. It's the Bengals. Something will happen to have a down game. Uh, Tyreek Hill has had like, what, three games in a row where you're wishing like, you have to start Tyreek, but I wish I didn't because yeah. Marvin Jones went off on my bench or something weird, right? So every wide receiver will have a down game or two. So if you can upgrade to a high-profile running back, that will help you out long-term or another wide receiver. I think that would be uh, to your advantage. So just throwing that out there, not telling you to go get rid of Jamar Chase, but 
you know, sell while the, while the getting is good. I have, it, you know, I'm in a, before we get to the question, I'm sorry. Um, sure. I, I'm in a bunch of dynasty leagues with, um, you know, like the commission boys, I'm in the commission boys dynasty league and in leagues like that, where players know what they're doing every, every single week by Sunday night or Monday morning, every player that had a huge day is on the trading on the block. block yeah. I've got five or six offers with all of the studs from the week mm-hmm. in them every single week because those guys understand like if you don't stay fluid and continue moving you're going to get behind the trend if you get if you get enamored by something shiny this week um something else is going to outshine you next week like you have to be moving all the time and that's what the players that know what they're doing are constantly moving now of course jamar chase in dynasty has even more value yeah. Right. I mean, like, I, I would not move him in Dynasty. Because yeah, I don't could, think I've actually got a Jamar Chase Dynasty offer in Dynasty. Yeah, you could, you could have this. Else. You could have this kid for literally ten to twelve years. Uh, so yes. I wouldn't do that. But, um, look, man, if 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 you're a contender, and you need something else, or you're trying to rebuild. I mean, there's probably multiple first round picks or something like that in Dynasty if you're looking for a piece. But that's a whole other discussion. All right, let's get to a, a longtime follower here on YouTube, our our, our friend Ilias Giftopoulos. Excuse me. Should I accept DK for Tyreek Hill in PPR? Now, DK going off on Monday Night Football, 84-yard touchdown. I don't think he's had a target since. Um, and then Tyreek Hill, for Tyreek Hill standards and for Chief standards, has had a complete dud last couple of weeks here. So should I accept DK for Tyreek? So I think this is getting Tyreek Hill, getting, you know, giving away, uh, or excuse me, getting DK Metcalf for Tyreek Hill. Is that how I'm reading it? Yeah, yeah, I think you're giving away DK getting Hill in this deal. And um, my short answer is yes, absolutely. Um, the, you know, the yes, the Chiefs are having a tough time right now, but but they are the Chiefs, and they are still, you know, be, prior to this week, having a historically good offensive season. Um, Tyreek Hill is a major piece of that. DK is a great player who has really big plays sometimes. Uh, unfortunately there's a lot of players on that team and the distribution is, is such that DK may go three or four games on, on a regular basis scoring less than 15. Um, so I think the big games are more frequent with Hill and the down games are more frequent with DK. So make the trade in a heartbeat. I agree. I agree there. All right, let's get to Zach as well. Should I, okay. Who should I trade for D hop with guys like Tony and LaVisca to add if needed? So, I mean, Tony and LaVisca are, are flexes, right? Um, great game from Tony, but then he got injured, and and it's the Giants. LaVisca has not been who everybody wanted him to be yet uh, on a consistent basis. DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins. So, Dweez, is there anybody that you might target um, at any position, but maybe highlighting wide receiver here, who would you target for DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, so, you know, without obviously knowing – the roster buildup and all that it's, it's always hard to make um, calls like this, but generally for me, if I'm trading away a guy like Deandre Hopkins, it's because I want to get myself a running back, you know, somebody who, somebody who's filling a hole somewhere else on my team. If you're saying, I, is he saying he's got, he wants to add Tony and LaVisca into a piece of a trade. Is that what he's asking? Yeah, possibly. Or just having them as a flex. I think the main focus here is just like, DeAndre Hopkins, I just looked it up. In full PPR, DeAndre Hopkins is wide receiver 11. So he's not top five or six like he was drafted, but he's still a wide receiver one. The Cardinals can blow up at any given moment, um, but there's so many other targets there. So I'm thinking off the bat, somebody that just came off a bye, 
like Deontay Johnson plus I would be thrilled with Um, Stefan Diggs, who is underwhelmed so far. I would be okay with Keenan Allen. Um, Maybe one for one. I would be cool with long-term in PPR, but you might even get Keenan Allen plus a low level something um, to throw you in on bye weeks Those are just a couple of guys off top without researching this question that I would be targeting. I, I think like if, if I am looking for a receiver plus like a guy like Michael Pittman, I think is still not got the name value. He's obviously producing. Um, you can, you can roll him over. I don't know. It's not the week to do it, but like if Michael Pittman and Damian Harris were a piece of this trade, okay. like that's something that you can consider. Damian Harris had a huge week. So like you might have to wait till next week to make that deal, but now you're getting a running back that you can start on a regular basis and Pittman who's, who's absolutely producing. And that's not going to go away as everybody else on his team keeps getting hurt. But I think, uh, I think those two kind of that level, like a, a wide receiver, you know, two middle two, lower two, at least perceived value and a running back two. I think you can, you can probably swing as long as again, the name value is not there. Like a guy like Damian Harris, the name value is not there yet. So think about that. I like that. Any of the Buccaneers wide receivers plus a piece, would you go after Mike Williams, big game, uh, AB didn't play, but he's been on fire. Chris Godwin, somewhere in the middle, any of those guys. Yeah. I mean, I love those guys. I love all those, like all three of those guys are, are, mm-hmm. Always, I mean, I own those three guys in different teams all over the place, and I just absolutely love playing them. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers throw the ball more than anybody, and uh, like if you can get them, I don't like for Mike Evans. Like I pay up pretty much anything for him. He was my wide receiver one pick. I went running back, running back, wide receiver in all my drafts, and I drafted him everywhere. That's awesome, um, and it's been great. Yeah, if you can get one of those guys, like AB, who's the cheapest by a lot out of all those guys, but probably has the most, does he have the most fantasy points out of all of my? Yeah. And I was going to say he, this week anyway, he was the cheapest to draft. He's the cheapest. Yeah, not, to, yeah. He's, he's the most expensive to acquire at this point. I guarantee you yeah. because he's missed two games and still by, by points per game, he's blowing everyone else out of the water there. Um, he's been vintage AB, frankly. And Zach just adds here really quickly. I fear D hop because of the other weapons on the team. And I get it. Look, I mean, AJ Virginia. green is, is, is coming up, right? I mean, you got all these other guys, Rondale Moore, Christian Kirk, whatever, what RB options. Uh, if I need a running back again, we went over a couple of them, um, but I would be looking. Darrell Henderson is a guy that you mentioned earlier. You're looking to acquire Deandre yeah. Hopkins for Darrell Henderson. I think you get Darrell Henderson plus like a flex wide receiver. If you need to fill that wide receiver slot, that'd be like Michael Pittman, Darrell Henderson for Deandre Hopkins. I think you could pull off. I also another guy I like that doesn't have the name value and is probably way cheaper than he should be is Leonard Fournette right now. The way okay. this guy's producing on that same team, I think you can get him cheap, which means D Hop for Fournette and again a wide receiver three somewhere, right? Like a guy, I, I again somebody like a Michael Pittman. Even like you can even go cheaper like a Russell Gage or something and get a guy that you can plug in as a flex there to add to that Leonard Fournette if the guy's high on him, but. Um, you can use the name value of a D hop, even if he's not doing it right now and get somebody without the name value, like a Leonard Fournette, who's actually producing. And I think that'd be a, a, a good starting jump off point. I was thinking of the teams that were on by last week. And of course there were a, a million fantasy assets and all those running backs outside of the bills are top notch. However, I think one that you could flip one for one and maybe even one for two would be James Robinson. I was just thinking you were going to say James Robinson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I, I, <laughs> James Robinson is not going to win you weeks, but guess who also isn't winning you weeks this year? DeAndre Hopkins, right? And if you're going to get 20 touches from a running back and you need that position, James Robinson might be a one-for-one. And again, name value doesn't equate, so you might be able to get a lower-level guy um, potentially like that 
as well uh, to to a, a throw-in piece. Somebody heading on to the bye, the Ravens and the Raiders. Uh, Henry Ruggs, potentially. Maybe Rashad Bateman, who's had glimpses but hasn't quite hit his ceiling. No. Go get him before you can't anymore because he should be on the show for trade targets, but he's heading to a bye. I promise you in two or three weeks, this kid's going to be unattainable. I, I, I'm, I'm hot on him, so we'll see what happens. The spammers are back. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for hanging out with us. <laughs> All right, Tweez, let's get into uh, let's switch uh, switch handles a little bit. I got to do some. Uh, I got to do some. Of course, some fucking uh, some roll call here. Some crawl, quality control in our comments. Uh, appreciate y'all sticking around with us. We'll be back after another commercial break. Want to give a shout out to another one of our new sponsors here, and that is. Carafactor. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carafactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carafactor, skincare for hair. All right, let's get into the week eight waiver ads. Now, Dweez gave us a focus on just a couple of guys, Khalil Herbert and Alan Lazard, a couple of trade targets as well. Now, Dweez, we're going to kind of just go through the gauntlet, man. I'm going to give you, let's go through like 15, 20 names, but we're not going to dive into every single name. I'm just going to blast off about five in a row, and I want you to pick one or two names in that grouping that you're most hyped about, and we'll go through it here. Now, this is kind of overall in order and we'll go multiple positions here so i'm going to rapid fire these at you feel free to pick a name or two you're interested in here okay. kenny, Ga- kenny gainwell in my opinion the uh, best running back in philadelphia your boy michael gallup coming off injury coming off a bye lavisca chenault who we just talked about in trade is available somehow in 42 percent of leagues highly drafted about the mid rounds now he's available in almost half your leagues Rashad Bateman on a bye week. I'm telling you, go get him while you can. And Trevor Lawrence, rare quarterback in Superflex leagues who might be available. He's available in over 70% of leagues. Again, coming off a bye, so might have been dropped. So once again, Gainwell, Gallup, Chenault, Bateman, Lawrence, three different positions in here. Pick one or two of those guys you're most focused on. Um, obviously, Gainwell is at the top of most people's list. I think this week he should be Miles Sanders. Um, sprained ankle, ankle, I think they said, might only miss one week in here, but um, ankles and running backs, not so good. Gainwell looks pretty good. Boston Scott will be on the field, but it was a 51 to 33% snap share for Gainwell when he stepped in um, after the injury this this week. So. I like him against Detroit this week, again, so that's the team that you want here. Fire him up. Um, uh, you know, I'm also really on the Rashad Bateman train and again, you're not wrong. You've got to get him before the bye week is over. But the way that I like to do this is I don't want to waste my waiver priority picks 
or fab. Like we don't do fab in my home league. So I don't waste my waiver priority picks on buy guys because I know they're not going to get them. I'll wait until Thursday, Friday before the week starts and I'll scoop him up right before the week of game starts because he's somebody that you should have for sure. Absolutely agree. If you're in fab leagues, which I'm in primarily fab leagues, I wouldn't go crazy on like if yep. this if he was playing this week, I think he would be worth, you know, 20, 30 percent of your fab if you need a wide receiver. He's on a he's on a bye week. So I would just throw a couple bucks out there, the two, three, four, five, in case nobody bids on him, then you get him. If he passes waivers, then he's free and you go grab him then. Okay. Pro, pro tip never bid five dollars, always bid six. Okay. My man. Or eleven, right? Or like 11. add a one, add a yes. one or a six. Always. I, I'm I'm with you. Even you know, even a two or a seven. I mean, let, you yeah, know, yeah. Let's how, get crazy. how bad you want him now? You're going crazy. <laughs> All right, man. Here we go. Let's move on here. Uh, another couple of names. First tight end here, Robert Tunyon finally woke up here in Green Bay. And again, with your boy Tay Adams out, this could be a big, a big grab here. Will Fuller coming back after an injury here, available in over 70% of leagues. Rashad Penny getting some work here on Monday night football. Cincinnati Bengals DST going up against the Jets. Now, the Jets weren't good with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson now going to be out for a couple weeks, sprained PCL. Now they have a backup. I, I'm all over the Bengals, who dominated the Ravens, frankly. Uh, they're a great DST one this week to pick up. And then Daniel Jones, uh, a potential another QB who was dropped, available in 70% of leagues. Once again, Tunyon, Will Fuller, Penny, Bengals DST, and Daniel Jones. I mean... DSTs are obnoxious as shit to me, but yes. But if you play with them, they're important to grab. They're they're so important, and yeah. Cincinnati is absolutely the ad this week. If for some reason you can get, I mean, it's a great defense, but people are dropping defenses every week because yep. you know the the uh, Ravens are coming to town or whatever. But yes, absolutely, pick them up. I do think the Will Fuller thing is interesting here, um, you know, because he's he's the deep ball threat. He's uh, you know it. Should something happen this week, right? Should by some crazy chance the trade deadline come, and before that, Deshaun Watson becomes a Miami Dolphin, um, that's a that's a reunion that you would like to be a part of. So, like again, zero dollar bid on the guy because you're really, really speculative. I think with Tua in the game, I don't know how much value he's going to have, although it might be the same he's always had where he's going to have a game where he goes 100 yards and two touchdowns because he just runs straight real fast. But uh, <laughs> somebody is he's, he's an interesting name to me. Interesting. Okay. Let's move on to a couple other names here. C.J. Ozama, who's had two really great games in the last three weeks, two touchdowns this last week here. Boston Scott, who should be the number three for Philadelphia, but with Miles Sanders going down, He's that number two and maybe just that kind of one B there. Evan Ingram, eh, it's Evan Ingram. Um, Mo Alley-Cox, again, touchdown upside. And then I'm going to throw it out there, man. Deshaun Watson, pick somebody other than Deshaun Watson, and then we're going to go into his situation now. So Uzama, Scott, Ingram, or Cox, and we're going to go into Watson here in just a second. Pick somebody else. I would really love to say CJ Uzama. I, I, I just can't help but root for this guy. But the Bengals are rolling, dude. They're I mean, so good, but it's like three targets in each of the two. He's got three touchdowns in two weeks or four. I don't know, but it's on three targets each week. Like it just can't keep happening. This is a guy where you should be in your league chat talking him up. So other people spend their fab on him. <laughs> Um, and you can pivot. You mentioned Tunyon in the last group, much rather have Tunyon this week. Um, but, uh, 
God, I, I do like CJ Uzama. It's probably out of that group that you gave me. It's probably Boston Scott because of the yeah. whole re- whole reason we said Gainwell, right? It's Detroit. Um, we're playing against Detroit. Miles Sanders not going to be there. Um, he can. We know he can do everything on the field. So I'll take. I'll take Scott. Even even with Kenny Gainwell, I think being the definite like number one, Sirianni does not use running backs clearly yet, but. Boston Scott, I think, might sneaky be like the early down back, as weird as that sounds, because he's so small and game will retain that like third down and third and long and stuff. We'll see what happens there. Okay, we're going to change paces here just really quick because this has come up. This is our hot topic of the day brought to you, of course, by Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Bomb Banana Hot Sauce, banana based, not banana flavored. Go use the promo code TCK at seekthespice.com for your 10% off of your order here. Bomb Banana Hot Sauce, banana based not banana flavored. This is our hot topic of the day here. Dweez, this is all hyperbole for now. I want to cover this in like two minutes or less because all this shit is probably going to change in the next couple of days. We have been, now I don't want to go through the past of Deshaun Watson. I'm exhausted on what may or may not have happened legally. Um, If any of this shit is true, this dude is fucking off the map forever. If it's not true, then he's back on the football field and we move on. I don't want to talk about any of that garbage. I want to talk about if he lands in, let's say, Miami, or if he lands in Philadelphia, or if you happen to have another team that you think he might be into right now, this could happen this week, or at least in the next couple of days, 10 to 10 days or whatever before the trade deadline, quickly in like a minute or less on each team. Pick a team. Let's get into it here. What do you think happens with Deshaun Watson? And if he goes to either one of those teams, what happens with everybody else on that squad? Okay, just for clarity's sake, he is not on the commissioner's exempt list, so he could be playing today if he and his team got along. So if they trade him tomorrow, he could play next week. Mm -hmm. Um, And if he goes to Miami, for example, uh, obviously it's a bump for the receivers on the team. Jalen Waddell, you know, right now he's got Tua, who was his college quarterback. Tua loves him, though, dude. Jalen Waddell might be. Might be a downgrade almost because Tua loves it, but you I know what? Maybe, but it just feels like it, it just feels like Deshaun Watson's an NFL step up from Tua. Um, I mean, Tua got it done last week, four touchdowns, but um, I, I just like Waddle here. I like Parker here. I like Will Fuller, who's a you know again a reunion there. I like those guys. A guy like Gasicki, I think is is definitely going to take a hit if this happens. Though the tight end is a running back out of the backfield. I like a Miles Gaskins take a take a little bit of hit. Um, I just don't think the dump offs will be there um, should that come to pass. And then if we look at um, Philadelphia, this is a bump for everybody who's running routes, except maybe I think Dallas Goddard will be fine because yeah. this coaching staff and this offense is geared towards that tight end. But right. everybody, like, it's so hard to get any to start any Philadelphia Eagle right now because Jalen Hurts is a really bad NFL quarterback. I mean, Devontae Smith gets a, a, a big bump, obviously. I don't know, Quez Watkins, if he's if he's back on the field, I think he's going to be, the, as the deep threat, we know Watson can push it down the field. So all the receivers get a big bump. Um, I think Goddard will be fine. And, um, you know, who, we still don't really want to touch that backfield outside of next week in Detroit. Now, one further mention here, and we'll move on. Deshaun Watson does have a no-trade clause, which means basically he gets to choose – where he goes and doesn't go. And Russell Wilson has one too, if that comes up later on, but he wants to go to Miami. Basically he said the only team he's willing to go to is Miami. Um, Doesn't mean he won't go to Philly or somewhere else, but he wants to go to Miami. He does have Will Fuller there. Obviously it's, 
you know, down in Florida. I'm sure he would love that. Uh, and honestly, I think they're a really quality quarterback. No offense to Tua away from at least being a wild card perennially. I don't think they're going to get by Buffalo anytime soon, but they have a good squad there. So we'll see what happens. So, all right, Deshaun Watson on the move potentially pretty soon. Of course, we will bring you all that action as it goes down, but we wanted to get it to you before too long. Okay, Dewey's a couple more names here. And again, we're scraping the barrel here, but a lot of guys were dropped last week. We have injuries. You know how it goes. Let's get back into this here with our week eight waiver ads and a couple more names. All right, Darius Slayton from the Giants, that wide receiver core is dismantled, so anybody on the field, I'm sure, is an option there. Russell Gage, decent game there with uh, the Matt Ryan and Falcons coming out of the bye week, had a touchdown last week. Mac Jones playing quite well for the Patriots there. Definitely the best rookie quarterback so far, for sure. Your boy, Alan Lazard, we've already talked about, but he's way down my list only because I hadn't updated since uh, Tay Adams, so we'll skip him. And then Jamison Crowder, I'm going to throw him in there. Oldie but goodie for fantasy. Again, backup quarterback for the Jets, but again, a PPR guy, low-level flex. So Slayton, Gage, Mac Jones, and then Jamison Crowder. That's kind of the bottom of the barrel here. Anybody from this group, jump off the page for you. Yeah, I mean, I like Russell Gage. Um, He scored the touchdown on the big play. Unfortunately, prior to that, I think he had 15 yards receiving on three or four catches. So that, that, that always scares you a little bit. Uh, to me, on the list, Darius Slayton is probably the guy. Again, everybody's injured on this team. He had nine targets in this game. Um, I don't love the offense. Still, you know, Daniel Jones is is running a lot more than he probably should be. Sterling Shepard should be healthy for this game coming up. Um, but give me the volume, right? Like nine targets is hard to walk away from. Only 63 yards on five catches, I think Slayton ended up with. But uh, that's, that's what I'm going with. They get Kansas City this week. Uh, which is a really nice opponent. As we saw, Tennessee just destroyed them in this week, and everybody destroys them in the past game. That defense is absolute garbage. Um, so for this week specifically, yeah, I'd take Slayton on that list. Okay. Anybody else? I've got a list of 20 more players, but nobody's yeah. interested in this list. Anybody else coming off of a buy or maybe off of IR? Somebody to, A couple yeah. weeks ago, and I didn't want to delve too much into this, but a couple weeks ago I had guys like – Jerry Judy, Michael Gallup, uh, Jeff Wilson, um, Tua at the time, Ryan Fitzpatrick, guys that might come off the IR that you can scoop up for free and stash. Anybody you're looking to stash um, other than the the names we have listed already? Yes. um, Yes. There's there's two receivers that I'd like to point out here. I know we mentioned LaVisca Chenault already, um, but I'm going to pivot off of Chenault to Jamal Agnew on that same team who looks better at doing what LaVisca Chenault was supposed Hyper-targeted to do. Hyper-targeted too, man. Like, what the hell? So good. <laughs> yes. So 13 targets in their last two games, Dude. this guy. 11 catches in the last two games. Jamal Agnew was a a, a cornerback in college. Yeah. Kick returner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he played on the bench in Detroit for three years, but <laughs> um, he is he's getting a lot of work. He's electric as absolute shit i mean he's he's all over the place he's he's getting it done um definitely somebody that i think you should you should go look at you know some there was some noise about him um last week he was a little bit harder to get but uh i think yeah go go uh go go throw something at him because nobody's bidding on him this week after coming off of the buy like you talked about one other receiver that i want to talk about here um it is a very speculative ad at this point because he's a Houston Texans receiver, 
But Tyrod Taylor is coming back from injury, right? So even if there's no trade and it's Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor and he's the starting quarterback, that is a step up from Davis Mills. Now, this whole offense is really bad. Should there be a trade and somebody else come in to a come in, whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, either way, we're getting an improvement at quarterback here. And Nico Collins came back off of his IR, um, not this past week, but the week prior. Uh, and he's looked really good. 11 targets. Um in those two games combined, only Cooks on the team has more. He has 20. Uh, he's he's getting snaps, 62% of snaps last week, 57 the week before. Again, he's a rookie. He's coming off of his injury. We expect him to kind of slowly ramp up. But this guy looks exactly, physically and athletically, all of his numbers look exactly like A.J. Green coming out of college. Mm. He He's as strong, as big, as arms are as long, as catch radius. Everything is the exact same as A.J. Green. And I think he can be that role where you go down the field. If you watch any of his college tape in Michigan, um, he did a lot of jump up and go get the ball in the end zone. They haven't start, They haven't used him there yet. He's only got one target inside the 10. But there's a lot of potential for a guy like Nico Collins to be successful. 6'4", 215 pounds. Uh, and if you look at the rest of the matchups, I know Houston's bad, but if you look at the rest of the matchups, all top half passing matchups, right? Every defense that they're playing against is in the bottom half, I should say, of uh, defenses against the pass. They get four top five matchups um, over the rest of this season. So, like, he's somebody that could, down the stretch, should the quarterback play get a little better, which it, it should even this starting this week. Um, and as he kind of gets comfortable with that role, I think he's a really good uh, – uh, addition onto this offense across from Brandon Cooks doing what Cooks doesn't necessarily do. But I think that's a, that's a good tandem. I think Nico Collins in Dynasty specifically is somebody that you should absolutely go find. I love I love that call, man. I love this kid at Michigan and, and just a bad landing spot right now, but a cheap a Dynasty buy and, and I think definitely high price later on. Final uh, mention here, Zach, we've been talking about his trade all night. He just tuned back in here. You try to get Henderson for and more for D-Hop. Can you give me an example? We just mentioned it, Brandon Cooks. Uh, I th- I want Brandon Cooks no matter what. First of all, with no quarterback, Brandon Cooks is getting nine targets a game, seven catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. If he gets Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa, or Tyrod Taylor back in the next couple of weeks, which he will get one of those guys, yeah. his stock goes up. He might get traded as well. Nobody gets traded in the NFL more than Brandon Cooks. If he gets <laughs> traded again to any team in the NFL, it's a better position than uh, – than the Houston Texans. So Darrell Henderson, Brandon Cooks, for me, for D-Hop, would be a good move. Any other mention there, Dweez, before we kick off? Anybody in addition? One more example for Henderson. Yeah, I really like a guy like T. Higgins, who had a big target volume week this week, um, but uh, still probably a little less valued. I like a guy like Chase Claypool has been a target uh, trade like Claypool too. target for me here recently. Guys, How about Robert a- Woods? Yeah, uh, you know, I've I've traded away Robert Woods That's a couple of times. That's two Rams, though. That's two Rams. Sorry. Just, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to mess with that. So, um, yeah, there's a few names for you in there. We mentioned Pittman earlier. So, like some of these guys at that sort of t- and all these guys are sort of in that similar tier. I think Claypool's probably going to be the cheapest out of the group because he hasn't really done much coming off of that injury yet. But um, any of those guys would help would help your team. Random name, oldie but goodie, Adam Thielen. Yeah, I mean Adam Thielen's awesome. When yeah. when Adam Thielen wants to score, like he he just nods, tips his cap to the coach, <laughs> tips his cap to the quarterback, and he's got a touchdown. Like yeah. if he just tipped his cap more often, we'd be more happy. But yes, we, he's a, 
we need more touchdown magicians in fantasy football. You just, you kind of, you know, blank, boom, <laughs> TDs. We love that. All right, Zach, best of luck. Let us know how the trade goes. Appreciate everyone tuning in for us tonight. Wait, we, yeah. Uh, th- this is just kind of for you because I, I didn't mention this before, but I have my notes in here about Jamal Agnew, right? Sure. Like I was watching some Agnew film uh, prepping actually for last week's show because I thought about talking about him. And there's a guy that kept popping in mind. It's an old school player, okay? Old school receiver. And I know you kind of like the older school guys. Um, when I watch him play football, it reminds me of when Eddie Royal was a San Diego Charger. So dope. Great return man, but also like super quick, great with the body, incredible hands, the body control that these two guys have. They're the same size too. It's just kind of like these two guys really popped off the page. And I was a Dude. huge Eddie Royal fan. He played for the Bears for a while after San Diego, but it was so fun. I was just going to, I was just going to mention, man, the Bears are tough to watch now, but you're a Bears yeah. fan. Dude, when Jay Cutler was good, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey as a rookie so coming good. up, Matt Forte still on the squad, not even to mention Erlacher and the boys on the other side, but Eddie Royal as like a wide receiver five on the yes. team. He caught like 16 balls like three times <laughs> when Brandon Marshall and Alshon were out for Jay. Because Jay Cutler, we know he was like that guy and just oh, yeah. peppered him all night long. Eddie Royal is a great call, dude. Nice, nice work there. Look, I, th- man, I thought you'd like that you call. Could, out, hey, to mention. you could throw OGs at me all day long, dude. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm down for it, man. You and I are some of the some of the gray hairs here in the uh, heck yeah, no hairs, the baby. Here. There you go. Uh, we got one more question here. Non PPR, looking for a running back upgrade. Have Zeke, Miles Sanders, Zach Moss, Tony Pollard, wide receivers AJ Brown, DJ Moore, Debo. Uh, Deontay Johnson and Cooks, non PPR, looking for a running back to upgrade. Again, um, we have talked about it at length this evening. If you just missed us, Noah, we apologize. Check out the podcast, please. Download the podcast, Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Anywhere you listen to the podcast or rewatch this video, we went through a bunch of running backs. We're going to sign off here, but Daryl Williams is the guy we're looking for here. Obviously, if you have Miles Sanders and he's out now, go get Kenny Gainwell. Uh, maybe even Boston Scott uh, for a low-level fab bid. Uh, Dweez, you want to jump in here one more time, maybe one running back we haven't mentioned. Otherwise, we've got about 15 within this episode. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not looking at the waiver wire. I'm I'm talking about trading away Debo Samuel and picking up uh, Najee Harris. Shit, you can get it. just about anybody. Do that. Love it. I would do that too. And, and look, man, Debo Samuel even plus, I would go get Debo Samuel and Miles Sanders. Go get Austin Eckler. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you can. I think you could absolutely do that. Shoot high, Noah. Best of luck. And Zach tunes in one more time. Corey Davis. I'm not interested in Corey Davis, especially with not without his quarterback. All right, y'all. Yes. We got Dewey's for the whole episode tonight. Appreciate you hanging in every single time, brother. We, we got Novacek, baby. My man, my man, Jay Novacek. Jay McKinley, by the way, didn't Jay know the, the 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 middle name there. I love that. Jay Novacek in the background. We got Tay Adams, hopefully playing on Thursday. Of course, my boy. Jay Herbs as well got the duck cap uh, sneak away with another close victory in the Pac-12 this weekend. All right, y'all. We'll catch you next time on the podcast. We have, let's see, Jordan and I coming up tomorrow. And then, of course, Buck and Bob on Wednesday. Catch us every Sunday for Start Sit, 3 hours, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time. Wake up early with me and the boys on the Pacific side and get your coffee ready, and we're ready to go here. Of course, download the podcast through the Believe Podcast Network's Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, and check out our sponsors, Care Factor, The Jersey Jungle, and Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. This episode and all episodes are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online AG. all of your sports betting. Go check them out. 
Check me out on Twitter, Sky Guasco, and hit up my man Dweez at Dweez Nuts, all Zs, no Ss. We'll catch you next time, y'all. Thank you for hanging out with us. Enjoy the rest of the game, and enjoy the rest of your week. We are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.